Oh, right. what are we doing, Luke? What are we watching? How much blood is coming out of this man? What the hell just happened? What are you looking at? Darkness? Yeah, darkness. They had went all the way in. I knew that was coming out tonight. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke, and uh, welcome to our horror movie uh, recap podcast. I already forgot what the thing was. I, I there was a script, and I, I didn't have it ready. And I, I it's as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you started this podcast, I was like, ah, oh, shit, I don't have it. So I'll have it. I'll have it for next time. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's all Just right. Keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, we watched a little movie called Salamander. And we talked about that, and now we are pleased to announce that we have the writer, director, and star of the Salamander movie, Paul Rothman. Thanks for being here tonight, Paul. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Happy to be here. Yeah, Paul, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's, this is a, a real treat for us. It's, it's very, very rare that, one, well, someone sends us something to view and talk about, and then to actually have them on to discuss it is is an absolute treat so this is fantastic man thank you so much for coming on no thanks for having me it's a treat to be here it really is uh and, and thanks for bringing me on you never know when you uh, reach out to somebody and say hey please uh, review this um how it's gonna go over so uh, i'm happy it, it went at least in a, a positive way to get us here so and congratulations on your recent film festival placing yes yeah thanks man yeah it's pretty cool it's uh you know, so weird to you, you submit to film festivals and there's ones that you think you're going to get into for sure. And then you don't get into them and you're like, all right, that kind of sucks. And then you get into some and then uh, you go there and there's not really much of a festival at all. It's kind of like uh, just a couple people. You're like, all right, cool. But the Saga Tuck one was pretty legit. That was a cool one to go to. So it was nice to win. You know, third place. It's nice to place. It's nice to be selected. I mean, any of it is just laurels on it. You know, none of this is going to. Um, get Spielberg calling, you know what I mean? But <laughs> it's nice to uh, kind of get the ball rolling and say, hey, for 500 bucks, we were able to make something that's watchable. That's awesome, man. Was that the budget of Salamander? The budget was less than $500. It was a very inexpensive um, shoot in terms of production. I mean, cost of a beer or two. And that was really the whole point, you know, was making something very cheap and making it watchable. And then without going, you know, too long, the goal is to make another, you know, 15 minute short that I've already gotten written that, you know, probably a little bit more expensive, but right around the same. And then I've got a 90 minute feature that I've got written um, that I believe I can make for like 10 grand or less. And I really have a firm belief that if I put together something that's 90 minutes long, that's watchable for 10 grand, I'll be able to sell it for 30 or 40 and get on a streaming service, and then I can make something else. And the whole goal is make these micro-budget movies that are, you know, they're not going to win any awards, like, in terms of, like, Oscars or anything, but they're better than half the shit I see on Tubi. Um, <laughs> right. And that, that's not being egotistical. It's just, like, some of that shit's not even watchable, man. It's right. nothing against them. They're, they're hard work, and right. everybody puts effort into it. But, like, I noticed, like, there's a real lack of people who are able to write an actual story and just complete it, you know? So that was the idea behind Salamanders, right? An opening scene for really what would be a bigger story um, about those guys and, you know, that crew. But do it as a, a short, and then if people like it, keep going and, you know, 
take it from there. That's awesome, man. I, I, I'm really happy to hear that you have a, it sounds like you have a passion for storytelling and, you know, watching your short salamander, uh, I, I definitely got that, uh, you know, in, in the short, you know, whatever, t- 10 to, to 14, 13 minutes long that how yep. it is. About 14. It was, yeah, it was, it was great. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's captivating as far as, you know, like what's going to happen next. You build that tension up really well. Um, you know, the final reveal is really good. There's actually two final reveals that I thought were both, both really well handled. Um, and yeah, I, I would love to see, uh, a 90 minute feature from you to see, you know, what, what you can do. That'd be fantastic, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm glad you, you, um, you know, I don't mean to just babble. I do have that in common with the main characters. I can, <laughs> I can talk a lot. That's, that comes from sales. I was in sales for years. So it's just, it's just an issue. Um, oh, that's good. That comes in handy. It's it's when I'm trying to sell myself and sell projects, you know, it, it hopefully it does come in handy, right? Absolutely, um, man. But I'm glad that you, uh, the whole idea behind it was really, you know, how can I make something that the story changes as you're watching it? If you watch it a second time, you're going to notice pretty much exactly what's happening. And hopefully it's, it's funnier the second time around because you're like, oh, like everything was pretty much right from the beginning. It's all there. It absolutely was. I noticed that big time the second time I watched it. Marcus actually told me to watch it a second time because we watched it the first time and we talked about it. And then he's like, dude, watch it one more time. Watch it one more time before we watch before we talk to this guy. And um, yeah, that's what it is tonight. And yeah, man, he's absolutely right. It's it's great. It's it's a lot funnier for one. And uh and two, it's yeah, it's just you know, just catching all the little the nuances here and there is is um is great, which again makes me you know, curious to see what you would be able to do with a, with a, you know, a, a bigger budget and a longer run time. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the way, um, I don't know if you guys have ever watched this show. It's pretty big. It's not a small show. It's called always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, hell um, yeah. yeah big it's, fan. it's pretty much my favorite, one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, big and, fans, big fans. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the goat. Um, dead <laughs> air. You guys know about that in podcasts. Right? Uh, <laughs> but it, it's a, uh, it's one of those things where like, you just hear what those guys did, or you hear what um the Duplass brothers did, and the 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 way the world works right now, man, is everybody's got an idea and everybody's got a handout saying, "Please help me make this idea," or if right. only somebody would give me a chance, and that's that's valid, man. People need to have people give them chances, but unfortunately, like chances are hard to come by, and you really have to prove it yourself. And always in Philadelphia did it. They proved it themselves. And one thing that really kind of made me push harder with Salamander and kind of solidified it was this is like, you know, years later um, after I saw always in Philadelphia and, and realized what those guys did, you know, made their own thing, got it out there. And now they're, you know, doing what they want to do. But um, Charlie Kelly, who is one of the, uh, he plays Charlie day on the show. Right. Right. And that guy's got to have like millions of dollars at this point. And I remember, you know, this is probably right when I was working on Salamander. Um, I remember thinking about how am I going to get, how am I going to get people to give me money and stuff like that? And I remember seeing him in a Mountain Dew commercial and being like, why is he in a Mountain Dew commercial? I was like, all right, cool. Like Mountain Dew, you know, that's cool. And then they had a podcast. They'd still do time and time again. That's a great podcast. Um, and on the podcast, he said he did the Mountain Dew commercial so he could finish his own movie that he did, which was called Fool's Paradise, which was poorly received, but it's okay for what it is. It's not bad. I, I recommend everybody give it a shot and just go easy on it. It's a charming little movie. Um, 
But it hit me. I'm like, this is a guy who is literally the creator and star of the longest running live action comedy of all time. That's a fact. Right. Right. Um, he has also been Lego movie one and two, right? He's been in multiple movies, uh, horrible bosses, one and two. This guy is a, is a legitimate star. He has to self fund his own movie. And at that point it kind of opens your eyes and, and, and it makes you realize like, Hey man, like, you know, to, to quote the Duplass brothers, you know, there's no Calvary coming. You know, if you're going to just like you guys, like you pretty much have to wake up every day and you've got to make it yourself. Nobody's going to show up and is going to do it for you. So with Salamander, the whole idea was to find a way that I can make something very cheaply, backwards engineer it, right? Like I've got friends, my friend Andy, who's the who's the assistant director. He pretty much is the person who held the microphone. He held the camera when I wasn't there. Um, he is the manager slash almost owner of that bar, right? Um, the guy who's behind the counter, Brett, who played the bartender, he works at the bar okay. in the kitchen. So like both of those guys, I know, hey, every Tuesday night when they get out of work, they're going to be drinking at this bar. If I just show up with this camera and a script, I'm going to get them, right? And the guy, Mike, who is the other guy at the end of the bar, he's actually like the biggest actor out of all of us. He's actually been in shit. And he like says the least out of anybody. Uh, so that's really funny. He is hilarious, by the way. But with these guys, I just said, do what you want to do. And some of the my favorite moments are them, like the whole stuff that Mike did, which I won't spoil for this, but almost all the things he did with his body, that was pretty much he he came up with that. Um, and he was only there for like two nights. So the way it worked out, we shot it um, pretty much every uh, week on like like Tuesday morning from like two to five thirty a.m. Um, oh, at that bar. So I would drive. So that'd be like an all nighter, and yeah, we just do that for a couple of weeks, and that was how we uh, we shot it. But so after closing time, it was shooting time. One of the things that I really enjoyed watching it a second time, especially, is because when the first time I watched it, I think you do a really good job of of not like tipping your hat so soon, because it took me it took me a couple minutes to like realize that you were going for the comedy in it. It's not apparent right away. And then when right. you watch it a second time and you see how your two co-stars are acting and when you already know what the ending is, it is <laughs> hilarious. Thanks, man. Agreed. It's, it's really funny because, you know, the, the first time, you know, again, first time you see it, especially when it's a, a short, you know, uh, that you get sent, you know, not really sure where it's coming from. What is it going to be? It could be anything. Yeah. And I know I was on like pins and needles, which I know that's, that's the, uh, that's the you know intention. Uh, first time watching it, and then when you realize what it is again, not to spoil too much, it's uh, it's great and it's great to rewatch it. No, I, I appreciate that, man. And um, from both of you guys, it's the whole interesting thing watching it at festivals is really I know what happens, of course. And I'm so close to it that it's like I'm I'm up my own ass with it, right? Like there's no, it's such a narcissistic endeavor when you are writing <laughs> it, editing it, starring it. Like I don't know, by the way. And I'm going to ask you, did you, could you tell that any of that was 80 yard? No, no, not at all. No. Okay. No, so absolutely not. The whole, there's a good chunk of it. The whole ending part with the chili eating, that's all 80 yard. So we (laughs) fucked up the recording of the sound and I'm going to edit this thing like months into it after already like losing my mind about the color correction because I fucked that up too. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of learning on this thing, right? Um, I'm like, I'm going, finally doing the sound. I'm looking I'm like, holy shit, we don't have this sound. So there was, I tried to get like an AI um, thing to fix it. And I was like, man, it just still sounds shitty. So I just ended up 
going back to the old music days and, and pulling out the recording stuff and like it works man like nobody has been able to tell that no. it's been uh except for there's one part where if you see it in theater you can kind of tell but everything else i I, you know, I never had any inkling that there was that there was something wrong with it it felt no, like the same sweet. as the rest of the movie Exactly. You know, it, it sounds it sounds great. Just a couple of questions for you, uh, Paul. Uh, was this your first first year endeavor, like doing like something like this? Just just curious. Yeah. So I did. Um, I was a filmmaker back in high school, right? Like this is a long time ago, kids. We're gonna go back to like you had video cassettes and to edit them, you had to put it into a tape player. You had to get that through your computer on little AV cords. In school, my teachers let me get away with just making videos instead of writing papers. I was on the school newspaper, so they knew I could write, but they would let me do like little movies with my friends. And I did a, a music video to a uh, a song by A Perfect Circle, which is a band from the lead singer Tool. So I know oh, I'm telling a little yes. story here. But, Absolutely. Um, and that, uh, since I was in high school, I submitted that to the East Lansing Film Festival because everybody liked it, and it got into the East Lansing Film Festival. So I was like, this is badass, man. I'm in high school. I got a, a short in the film festival and just ego through the roof. Um, started working on my next project, which is really just a fucking ripoff of like a Richard Linklater waking life, like your high school kids smoking cigarettes. Like, you, you know what the world means, man? Like, I don't even want to find that script. I'm going to die probably if I read it. Um, but that, that, that was a an example of just a kid taking on too much. And at the time I was going to film school and I was like, man, none of these people have like any, they don't really want to be here. They're just kind of learning. You know, I already know how to operate a camera. I already know how to edit this stuff. Um, and, and my hubris, if you want to call it that, um, I did not see the value in building the relationships of film school. So I relied on my relationships. But the thing is when you're a kid, it's a lot easier to get people to show up and do shit for free. You know, out of high school, everybody's got jobs and nobody was able to make the shit I was trying to make. So at that point, you know, the thing I was trying to make, I was, you know, my big project like fell through and it really fucked me up. So I took some time off, um, started a software company with my brother that he still runs, you know, was doing pretty well. Then I got into mortgages, did mortgages for several years, did very well there. And once my daughter was born, I kind of realized like, hey, I've got these other things going on. I became a director at like one of the biggest mortgage companies in the United States. Um, and I was very unhappy. And I remember I was on a beach in Jamaica, like for New Year's, and I was just looking out. I was like, man, I'm a director, but like, what fucking weird, twisted world is this? You know what I mean? Like, I'm a director. I'm <laughs> yeah. making more money than I am if I was an indie director. Like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, I made the money wasn't an issue, but it's just like, you know, I had I had a, a girl on the way who I was going to have to tell, like, hey, this is what I did in high school. Why'd you stop doing that? And it's like, well, I had no good reason. Um, so that led me to this. So technically, it is my first thing. That's right. what I would say. Um, even though I did it back in high school, like, you know, 25 years ago. So yeah, that's the sob story. That's, that's, the, that's the, that's the connection. Right. Yeah. But you have yeah. some definite background there, man. So there's, there are roots even, you know, even back in high school, yeah. even back then, it's like any inspirations as far as like, uh, you know, anything that you were into, uh, when you were younger, as far as like horror, were you ever into horror even, or did this kind of just kind of like come about? No, man, horror is like uh, the 90 minute feature is going to be a horror movie. It's going to be like a stalker movie. That's really like my love letter to the the lakes of northern Michigan, but is really oh, yeah. going to be, you know, a stalker movie um, because low budget. Again, this the, the 15 minute thing I did that lends itself to the horror genre, you know, that that look and everything. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I remember, dude, like going to see I forgot what movie we we're trying to see, but. 
we went to see some movie that's PG-13, and then we saw there's this rated R movie, and my, my buddy's friend was over 17. He could get us into this rated R movie, and that rated R movie was called American Psycho. Nice. And I remember seeing that movie in theaters when I was out and just being like, this movie's called American Psycho. And being like, what the fuck is this? And like, <laughs> so, so in terms of like my um, horror movies, I mean, I can go down the list. American Psycho, I think that's a comedy. That's not a horror movie. That's a comedy. I don't care what anybody says. Um, 100%. The Shining, I think, is amazing. That's not super scary if we want to go like old school horror Um Obviously, like Halloween, I think like Scream's old school now, but I remember when that came out in theaters and I still, I love the Scream franchise for what it is, man. I thought the last one that came out, I thought the way it opened up and you're like, oh shit, they're about to turn it on its head and you're going to, I don't want to spoil anything, but the opening scene in, in the most recent Scream is, you know, one of the most interesting opening scenes they've, they've ever done in the franchise. Um, Hereditary, I anybody who hasn't seen Hereditary, I'm like, see Hereditary. Talk about like an unrelenting punch to the gut. Um <laughs> You you leave after that movie, and you're like, what the fuck? Did, what the fuck is that? You know, there's so much shit that happens, <laughs> you know, because it's 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 human emotion, and and it, it basically has all these terrible things happen where like a, you know, the, this family is destroying itself through grief, but at right. the same time, that's also like you know, you're 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 gonna get a grandma's been up to some shit, you know. Those are all great. I was gonna say, Hereditary uh, scared the shit out of me. I mean, that's that's definitely like a, it's like a family drama that turns into. Well, for those that haven't seen it, it's better not to, to mention what it turns into, but it's 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 terrifying. Um, I don't know, man. You remind me kind of like I don't know. We like Marcus and I are both huge horror fans. Uh, you know, we 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 love like Sam Raimi, man. Like you know, like that dude got started with Evil Dead. Uh, him and his, a bunch of his high school buddies got together. Uh, they got a cabin out in the woods, and I think it was in Tennessee. And they shot this movie in 1980, 1981 for like I think it was like yeah. around three hundred thousand. Uh, dollars you know and this movie ended up making like you know huge bank um so yeah man i mean i i love to i love these answers i mean it's, it's great i'd love to, to hear you know to see more stuff from you man this sounds it sounds great it sounds really good i mean a lot of it is like um ideas are super easy that's it's like the biggest thing is getting over like you know, just make some shit. Like you guys know how it is right now. Like you guys to do a podcast, even you have to edit it. You have to put it out. And eventually you have to say like, I'm done editing it. And it is what it is. And you, there's flaws in it. It's you in it. There might be like stuff that you don't like, but overall, like you can't keep chiseling away at it. Cause otherwise you'll never actually get better. Right. And you know, two years later, instead of having, you know, a, a couple hundred episodes, you have like five, you know? Um, right. So I think yeah. that's the main thing here is like, it's tough, man. I'm trying to find the balance between like promoting Salamander and also just moving on to the next thing. Because if you don't promote it either, it just dies anyway. So it's like, right. um, I don't want to like, but that's why I'm also making them cheap, right? Because I see all these guys like I'm, one of the nice things about being an old man is I've learned from my own mistakes and you can kind of look and see what other people are doing and, and not do what they do, right? So I'll see people who are making shorts and I'm like, man, that's a great short. It's five minutes. It didn't really tell a story. It was a cool scene and it looks great and oh they spent five thousand dollars on it and then they didn't make another one for five years and it's like what was really the point of that you know what i mean like um so that was kind of like my thought process too is like i'm i'm putting in so little money into it that really i have to do the most important part which is the work and i don't think the money is in terms of what i'm trying to go for i don't think it's it's necessary i mean i've I see what some of these people pay for these shorts and it's just, it's just wild what people are paying to get these shorts made that aren't even, 
anything that you'd watch and be like, okay, it was a cool little idea, but that's it. So, so what's next for Salamander now? So, I mean, right now, you know, um, I don't know if you guys ever watched The Office, <laughs> but this oh, is yeah. like the British version of The Office where I, in the British version, Ricky Gervais's uh, character is going around doing uh, in the Christmas special. He's going around and they're asking him, what's next? And he's like, I don't know, more of these. And all he's doing is just interviews because he has done their shit going on. What's next for Salamander? Um, I'm really trying to do, uh, just like with the interviews, man, it's like, if you don't try, no one else is going to give a shit. So building up the social media following in terms of like, I know I sound like an old man saying the social media, but really using Instagram and just focusing on Instagram as, as the social media following because the bigger stick you have, the, the harder it is to ignore, right? So right now I've got over like 4,400 followers. And then if I get over 10,000, I've got over 10,000. So right now there's pretty much no film festival I submit to that. I don't have at least more, more followers than they do. And it also is like, it's about value, right? Like, so if I'm reaching out to people like yourselves and I'm saying, hey, would you please give me the time of day at 14 minutes of your time? right? Which you guys probably have lives, you have jobs, you have other things you want to fucking do. Like, at least I need to provide you value of saying, hey, you'll get something in terms of I'll promote you on my stuff, right? So it's yeah. it's not, again, it's, it's not about coming hat in hand and saying, hey, please help me out here. It's like, hey, let's do a mutual thing where this, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Like everybody's going to benefit from it. And, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. And I feel like if you look at it that way, it's a little bit easier to kind of navigate and, 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 and work with people. Cause again, you're showing value to them and like, Hey, do you, I don't know. Do you want people to see your film festival? Do you want people to go to it? Sure. You know, that's, that's kind of like my thought process. I think that's a good way to think about it. I've run into the same thing with, you know, promoting my own music and some stuff like that. Cause, um, you know, you get to that point to where you feel like, like, am I bothering all these people by sending it out? But like, what else do I do? But being on the other side of that, we were thrilled to get that message from you. Because it's it's something that we would have never run into if we had not started doing this podcast. It's just, you know, it's beyond our realm of, of things. So it's like when somebody asks us to watch something that they've put their time into and we have this platform to where we can do it, that's that's great news for us. I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, we're sort of helping each other out in a way and getting each other views and looks and stuff like that. It's just, it's fun to be, it's fun to be considered to, you know, for your critique on something that we would have never had a chance to see before. Yeah. And I'm glad you, that was really my thought process too, man. Like, you know, like I was saying before, I, we had a podcast, my brother and I called the overachievers podcast way back in the day. Um, and the claim to fame was a Leonardo DiCaprio wins an Oscar song that got like, you know, a hundred thousand something views on Facebook, which was like nothing, but <laughs> it was still something. But it's one of those things where like, if someone had reached out to me and said, Hey, review this, I would have been like, Oh, fucking sweet. You know, that's my thought process though. You know, so I don't know how other people think. I'm glad to know that you guys like think the same way. It seems like a number of other people do. I mean, I've got so far like 10, 15 people who have, who have done them or said they're going to do the reviews and stuff. And even the guy who wasn't too nice about it, I still shared his, he wasn't, very <laughs> he was, here's the thing though. He only gave Salamander one less point than the new Scorsese movie. So <laughs> okay, well then you're you're right on on par with Scorsese then. Good company. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, guys. <laughs> you know, if that if that doesn't say it, you know, that says it all. Um, one point, yeah. That, that was an interesting take. I I felt him. I was like, man, he was kind of tough. Um, and then I looked and I was like, oh wait, he he shits on everything. I was like, all right, that's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, all joking aside, it's like your your salamander is 
like you said, it's 13 plus minutes. It's got a fun little setup. It's got some good tension and it's got a fun twist ending. I don't see anybody has a problem with that, especially when it's such a small time commitment. What's what's the most interesting thing about it to me is um, watching it live is finding when people figure out that it's okay to laugh at it. Right, because that, the opening like twenty seconds when when the radio is playing, you just hear people's buttholes clench up. Like, oh <laughs> shit! What is this yeah? Guy? What are we you doing? I mean? Are we in What's political territory? <laughs> Am I going to have to guard myself against other people? <laughs> so it's like I'm watching. Like, I'm like, okay, what's going to happen here? And then slowly, you finally start realizing that people. Um, so that was the coolest thing about the uh, the Saga Tuck Fist, which was the most recent one we were at, is they got it right away, man. As soon as it showed the bartender guys, they were laughing. Like, so <laughs> it was one of those things where they understood it right away. Um, but I've been to other places where it takes them a minute to get into it. But my whole thing is this, like, I don't care if you get to the end of it and hate it, right? You got to the end of it, right. you dumb son of a bitch. So <laughs> I made you watch it. You know, like that's that's like my thought process. Like exactly. I got your time, and if if I can make something that people can't stop watching, even if you hate it, that's power in that man. Like that's hate right. watching is a powerful thing, and people do it all the time. Again, the idea that you guys, you know, hearing that from you guys is is awesome because it's just like gives me, you know, more of um motivation just to do the next thing. Just to, like trust my instincts, like trust my timing. Um, the technical stuff is what I'm really happy about too, is the fact that people can't tell that it was 80 yard, right? Like people, you know, I mean, it's probably obvious, but I filmed it on this, this <laughs> iPhone. Um, it wasn't so obvious. It's, <laughs> no, it looks good. Yeah, it doesn't it look like really it's good, filmed man. on an iPhone. We use that as a joke yeah. a lot. Like, is this movie filmed <laughs> on an iPhone? Yours no. looks good. No, it looks yeah. good. Yeah. But I appreciate that. It's funny because, um, I wasn't getting into film festivals at first. And I was getting turned down by someone. Then I'd look into him and I'd be like, there's no like online presence for this festival at all. And then it'd be like the day before there'd be like something about them. The day after there'd be like a guy going like this with like three other people in the background, like great festival. I'm like, is this even a festival? Are they just like taking my money for shit? You know? <laughs> um, and do they, are, am I, and it's like, I literally am like within like driving distance from this place. I could go and bring like a bunch of people. So if you're trying to get people to go, so there's some things like that I didn't understand. Um, but as soon as we got into the Sioux Film Festival, that was an interesting day because I got in and then I got like the, you know, you get like the elation, the uh, the, the dopamine, whatever you call it. Um, and at that same time, my one one of my buddies who, uh, who who had like begged me to send him a screen, like begged me. And I was like, dude, I really don't want you to watch it. He knows me from my banking days. I'm like, you're not going to like it, dude. He's like, no, man, you're funny. He's always trying to tell me to do stand up comedy stuff. He's one of those guys He's like, no, man, I want to watch it. And I'm like, all right, dude, watch it, man. But, you know, just don't be too harsh on it or whatever. So I sent it to him. I hear, I don't hear from him for a couple of days. So I get the news from the Sioux Film Festival uh, that I got into it. So I'm sending it out to people. And then he sees that I got in to like a social post. And then he messaged me. He's like, hey, I watched Salamander or whatever. I'm like, oh, cool. What are your thoughts? And he calls me. He's like, all right, do you, do you, so you want me to tell you my thoughts? I'm like, yeah. And he just goes on to, I'm talking shit all over it like it was i was just sitting there listening as i'm driving home and, and he's just like yeah man it's just like i thought it was you know it just looked like shit you know he's like i you want to be honest i thought you could have acted better i thought you were t i thought you were really bad in it i was like thank you i was like thank Jesus you just, i was just sitting there i was like thank you i was like thank you so much and i was like and you know in my own like ego i'm like trying to salvage this and i'm like you know 
I, I think that probably I, you know me too well to where you see stuff that maybe, you know, if you didn't know me, you wouldn't think it was that bad. He's like, well, funny enough, I sent it to a buddy who doesn't know you. And here's what he said. And he's like, worst acting ever. Dumb movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, okay, oh, my dude, goodness. Cool. Like, thanks, man. And he was like, oh, I feel like you're kind of mad at me. I was like, I'm not mad at you at all, dude. I'm just wondering what kind of fucking moron you are to not understand that even if you think this, you don't tell your friend this shit after I'm like, you back, like, right. you fucking idiot. Oh, that's like, brutal. <laughs> that's yeah, I don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> well, I got to say, man, uh, just the experience of being able to watch your creation at a film festival in front of a live audience where they like respond to it the way, you know, even close to the way that you want them to, it's got to be a, a fantastic feeling. So uh, I, I would take that to heart more than anything else. Oh yeah, man. I mean, you, you, um, I, I've been asked at multiple places if, what acting school I went to. So I, I laugh at that and I go, well, funny enough. Um, <laughs> the, the, but that's how it is, man. Like you have to, you know, um, when I was younger, those things got to me a lot more, right? It still gets to me now, but it's, you have to really put those things in a compartment, just say, man, sometimes, you know, people are projecting onto you, whatever they're thinking, right? Like if I was basically, you know, I know that if I wasn't doing stuff that I want to do with my life, right. And like, I was going to make stuff and I saw somebody else making stuff and I'd be like, man, that's not that good. Like I could see why, you know, someone would get and, and want to be negative about that when they, when they shouldn't be negative about it. Right. If you just, if that doesn't make you feel good, like that's, that's the only thing I could think is maybe it's like my buddy in, in my buddy's case, like he just is dealing with some other shit. Cause that's the only reason it makes sense. Um, Cause he, my wife heard over the phone. She's like, what was that about? That was weird. I was like, yeah, that was really weird. Right. <laughs> but in terms of like hearing, hearing from everybody else, man, it's, you have to keep it in check because it's everything you want to hear. Right. Like it's again, going back to like narcissism, like I'm literally I edited this for months Like I'm literally like looking at my face, you know what I mean? For months. And I have to like, think like, is this cringe or not? You know, is this like <laughs> something I'm going to show people and they're going to think this is a vanity project. And, and it's, I'm an, I'm the emperor wearing his new clothes walking around and everybody's like, this dude's insane. And we know people like that. Like everybody in their life knows somebody who's living in their own reality. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, that person's oh, yeah. legitimately <laughs> insane. I, I'm very like self-aware and I don't want to ever be a joke like that but i also like like there's no way for me to get put into shit or make shit if i'm not in it right now so you know what i mean there's like you're like you're like kind of like trapped where like if the only way for me to make it is if i'm in it right now so it's like i, I have to just kind of get over that so it's a weird man it's like a snake that eats itself because it's narcissistic but i hate it but i have to do it so i don't hate it you know right. what i mean it's like maybe i secretly love yeah. it like i don't know i i get that way when i'm listening back to these podcasts that i'm editing and i hear my voice and i'm like man can you say like a few hundred more times, Marcus? <laughs> I don't envy that, man. The popping noises of mouths or right. table knocks. I do have a very important question as it relates to Salamander. Who made the chili? And was it, in fact, the best chili you've ever had? So good question. The chili is an is award-winning chili. And it's funny you ask that because the chili has been talked about so much. Every single place I've gone to. The first film festival I was at, some guy who worked there came up to me when I was in line getting popcorn. He was like, hey. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And then he just stood there. And I looked over and he's like, you want a bowl of chili? And I was just like, <laughs> hey. You know, it's like, oh, okay, man. The chili is very good at spicy, though. They don't they don't mess around with the spice nice. in Mayfair. Um, but they it is literally award-winning chili. Those awards that I show on the wall are, uh, are real. 
so yeah, and the person who made it would have been Andy or or Brett, who's the guy behind the bar. Either Brett or Andy would have made that chili. That's awesome. And you can have man. that chili. You guys go to the Mayfair Bar in Hazlitt, Michigan. You get that chili. <laughs> it, it's legit, man. It's actually it, there. It wasn't legit. It was very cold. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Do they make it at that bar? Yeah, yeah, man. It's both a place we could actually conceivably get to. So maybe right. someday. I was gonna say it's we're not like super far from that so like I, it would be kind of a fucking treat for us honestly to to check that out i, I mean it's it's feasible <laughs> well here's the deal here's the deal guys you know one thing i've learned i'm I, if anything i'm a, I'm a monkey see monkey do type guy we're like i see people do stuff and i go why not me um and i've been going to a lot of film festivals and like i said some of these film festivals are they're i'm being nice here they're not much Right. Right. Um, so we've been talking about doing a premiere for Salamander at the bar. Uh, the owner, Brett, um, Andy, they're all cool with it. But the issue is like, I'm not really, I don't really want to have a, people watch that while people are just sitting around eating, talking like normal bar shit happening. Right. Yeah. Like that wouldn't make sense. No one's going to pay attention. So it'd have to be like a thing where the bars closed down just for sure. um, the, the showing for 15 minutes. So then I was like, well, how do we charge tickets, make it worth the bars? So I'm like, hey, we'll do like a meal where you get with a ticket, you get a bowl of chili, you get access to a $2 shot of whiskey, like stuff like that to kind of tie in with the movie itself. Nice. But then that led us to what if we just do our own festival? So now tentatively, I've already talked with Ingham County. <laughs> We're going to uh, rent out the park across from the Mayfair, which is Lake Lansing Park in either June, but most likely October. And we're going to do um, 10. Right now, the title, I've got to see if it's taken. I, I don't see it anywhere, but who knows if I'll get sued. Uh, Lake Lansing Art and Film Festival. Okay. So we're going to do our own Art and Film Festival. So if you guys want to come down, that would be the time to come down is when we're doing that festival. So you guys come down. I hope that happens. You guys, you guys can be the official, I promise you, when it does happen, because I'm a believer of <laughs> saying when, not if. I promise you, boys, that you can both be the official podcast sponsor of the Lake Lansing oh. Art and Film Festival. Oh, hell yeah, well, thank man. You. That's fantastic. No, I'll give you guys a good rate. That'd be awesome. So like like June of, of next year? Just give me a good review. It's free. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, we, we already it's free. Like, I'm not going to charge you. I'm saying. We already like your short, man. We're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll keep you guys posted about that. But that's kind of the next yeah, thing. Definitely. That's kind of like fun to do. I'm seeing like one of the things about doing this, man, like I've got – then it's like, okay, so I've got the check, which I'll – We'll, we'll edit that out. It's a video. You guys aren't edit. You guys aren't recording this, right? No, not the video. No, just okay. Audio. Cool. So me, I'm holding stuff up. Okay. So just in case people are listening to this, just so you guys, you guys don't understand what I look like, but just imagine um, the body of Brad Pitt with the face <laughs> of Brad Pitt. Um, that's pretty the much hair what of I Brad look Pitt like. from the '90s. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, not mid '90s Brad Pitt. Much. <laughs> I mean, spit image. Like, so I got this. I'm holding up the award from uh, the the film festival, right? Oh the hell yeah, this, there it is. Right, the film festival, the the Devil's Night Gallery that we were in was in Flint, and this is a painting. Every uh, oh. short they had a, a they did they had a local artist do a painting for. That's fucking. Oh, that's so great. Dude. So a couple of them have done like some really cool stuff, and it's like. One thing that I, I just have noticed there's a big gap of in terms of film festivals in Michigan is they really don't give Michigan filmmakers enough shine. And now, do I feel like I should get more shine? Yes, but this won't be about me. This will be about <laughs> other people, I promise. But I do feel like, I mean, we had, um, I was at a film festival and like, I literally took like 20 people there. And I know how many people were at the film festival because I saw how many people were there. Like we were most of the people who were there. And somehow like 
there's another night where some shorts played, but our short didn't win. And I was like, that's crazy because literally we had so many people voting for it. And I thought at least it would win like the Made in Michigan category because there's no way the other Made in Michigan ones had anybody even there because there, there weren't people there. I'm just right. a fact. And so then I asked the guy afterwards, like, hey, is there a Made in Michigan? He's like, oh, no, there's no Made in Michigan award. But we'll think about that for next year. I'm going to be like, what are we doing, bro? Like, <laughs> what? Like, this is a, a Michigan film festival and you're giving awards to a, a um, you know, shorts made in Iran. I'm not hating on Iran, guys, <laughs> but they're not the people who are showing up to your film festival and actually like, you know what I mean? And so right, right. there's things that I feel like are a little backwards where like, I feel like they should cater a little bit more to the community because the idea in my mind is how about we build up the Michigan film community so that way this film festival, that's this mom and pop film festival, if we can actually create the next Coen Brothers, the next Tarantino, now Cannes isn't in fucking Colorado. Cannes is in Michigan, right? right? Like you actually have a film festival that is like big money coming in and now you actually have big things that can happen in our state. But I feel like people have a backwards way of looking at it where they, it's like a, I don't, I don't know, man. It's weird. It's almost like crab in a bucket mentality, you know, there's a, a weird type of gatekeeper I keep coming across. The weirdest gatekeeper ever, bro, uh, or bros, because there's two of you. So, uh, is a uh, weirdest gatekeeper ever someone who give offers you something and then doesn't do it? Right. Like I've had but this has happened multiple times where people have offered me connections with somebody and they say, "Oh, well, I'll give you this person's phone number." They do all this type of stuff, and then I'm like, "Okay, can I get their phone number?" And then that person just never replies and i'm like what's happening here like you offered to get you offered to give me information here like right so i think that's a, a weird thing and i don't like it so my goal is to get to a position where not that i'm in control but where i can actually help put more power back into the people who are actually making stuff because i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's equal right now i think there's a weird dynamic where like people who aren't making anything have the ability to decide what people see sure and like i think that's weird you yeah. know, so my, my job in terms of like my mindset is I'm going to keep making my own stuff, but I would also like to get a platform that allows people to really, I, I'd like to make the Michigan film scene like a big film scene like it was supposed to be. Because I don't know right. if you guys remember like back like 15 years ago, it was supposed to be a big deal and then they, they kind of shut it down. So yeah, that's my thought process. I just think it'd be pretty cool, man. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> we want to thank you very much for sharing your movie with us and for coming to talk to us. We love this kind of stuff. Where can we, where can we find you and info about your movie when we can watch it possibly and where can we find you yeah good questions you know I, every day i wake up and i look in the mirror and i go when can i find myself so i, I ask myself these questions about where am i every morning um in terms of instagram on the old socials it's uh it's elevator pictures underscore elevator underscore pictures underscore it's stupid. Somebody else got the original one, but Elevator Pictures, it'll <laughs> pop up. It's probably the biggest account of that name. Um, we're on IMDb, kiddos. Um, so you can you can see me on IMDb. Um, there's a lot of reviews on there, official reviews. This Obviously, this will be on there once it's up. So you guys can all check that out. And that's pretty much it. I have a YouTube channel that's got the trailer. Um, it has like a little micro short I did like a year and a half ago just to kind of start making something. But uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Salamander's probably going to come out. It's going to come out in December, but probably going to push it back to spring or something. I don't know. It just depends on the film festival run. Most of them don't want it to be out, you know, so they want oh, it to actually okay. be like, yeah, yeah. Know, in their festival. So I'll keep pushing it there. But yeah, man, appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Thank you for sharing your, um, you know, your experiences, your, your kind of like creative process, your, you know, your, your tales kind of like behind the scenes of these, these film festivals are, are, are super interesting, you know, to, to, to me, you know, it, it's, you know, it's interesting because you see some of these like independent movies where, you know, they, they put up like, 
there's like, I don't know, like 30, 20 different like logos of awards that they've won. Uh, and now it's kind of starting to make more sense as to like, you know, how long of a road it takes to get to a point where you're actually like appreciated, where you're recognized. You know, so many film festivals of varying degrees, as you've mentioned, some not so great, you know, some better than others. So uh, I, I know it's, it's a tough road, to, to say the least. And, uh, you know, we, we wish you the best of luck, man. And uh, we would, I mean, personally, I, I would love to see more stuff from you, man. And, and if we can be that podcast that, you know, uh, judges your your, your your thing next year that'd be that'd be fantastic <laughs> oh yeah man no dude i'm serious about that i'm, I'm trying to uh, make that happen guys but that'd be that'd be great we'd love to see it we'd love to see you know salamander we'd love to honestly i'm sure marcus won't disagree we'd love to just be at that bar man that'd be like cool as shit like we'd love yeah it. that would be great that would dude, be yeah you guys want to come down anytime you guys ever want to obviously i can talk a lot so if you guys ever want some content and just want to ask other questions i'll fucking roll with you guys on i do want to ask this okay mark are you familiar with a ufc fighter one of the best heavyweight champions of all time his name is stipe miocic i can't say that i am you if you guys could both if you have your laptops open if you could look up stipe s T-I-P-E, last okay. name I uh, M-I-O-C-I-C, Stipe Miocic. You could be his brother. Me. <laughs> so you're the champ. You're the baddest man on the planet. There we go. There we go. <laughs> you go, Marcus. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Exactly. What's your fucking twin brother, man? What the hell's going on? <laughs> You've never told so, me that. So, again, anybody... Anyway, who's listening, okay? I look like Brad Pitt in terms of my body, just my body. My, my head is also just like Brad Pitt. Marcus, he does look like Steve Miocic. And Luke is really just a brain floating in a can of some type of fluid, it looks like. We can't tell, but he looks like he has gone beyond his body and has actually ascended into the next life form. That's yeah, right. he doesn't That's even right. need a microphone. We yeah, just right. all hear his voice. Yep. If you've ever seen uh, Watchmen or Red Watchmen, I'm just a circulatory system floating around. It's fantastic. You're out there. <laughs> you become Dr. Manhattan. Hell yeah. I'm so tired of the human race. <laughs> guess the movie is back, or guess the movie title, and uh, our friend Paul's going to play it with us tonight. The way this works, Paul, is that I came up with a movie title. It's, it's a real movie. I found it on the internet. I'm going to give you guys some clues after a description of the movie to see if you can guess what that title is. So you're going to get three clues. They may or may not help you. Usually they don't. Then you can make a guess. So wait for your three clues. Wait for the description. And then just let your mind go wherever it wants to go. No wrong guesses. Be as wild with it as you want to be, man. It's all good. <laughs> is it Norbert? <laughs> it is not Norbert. But... Uh, <laughs> Fucking maybe crazy that'll be a future, future was. <laughs> segment. <laughs> Fucking Norbert, no way. This movie is from 1986. And, and it sort of works with uh, our geographical location. So with while on vacation in northern Wisconsin, six-year-old Peter sees his grandfather dragged off the dock while fishing, and the body is never recovered. 17 years later, Peter returns with a group of friends for the annual Musky Madness Fishing Tournament. This is the first time he has returned since the accident. While Peter and his friends do what young adults do out in the wilderness, 
The fishing competition continues, though it seems that more humans are being caught than fish. Competitors are being wrapped up in fishing line that mysteriously comes from the water, and one unfortunate victim is castrated by a large fishing hook. <laughs> this is true. This is a movie that exists. <laughs> this all sounds very Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening in the town of Hayward, Wisconsin? Is a giant disembodied fish hook killing people, or is there something more sinister going on? This is literally just Wednesday on Wisconsin, man. It's I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so I'm I'm like trying to figure. I'm gonna give you some clues. It'll it'll help you get somewhere. So Mark is gonna give us three clues, and after he gives us our three clues, then we yes. Go ahead. Nice. Right, so here's your first. Here's your first clue. This movie was shot for around two hundred thousand in Wisconsin, and it's distributed by Troma Pictures. So that oh, says fuck. a lot already. Fucking Troma. And dude. if you're not familiar with Troma, yep. that's like Toxic we- Adventure, Poultry mm-hmm. Geist. And all those things. All right, clue number two. This was originally set to be released in 1986, but it was delayed over a year due to the MPAA threatening to give it an X rating due to the amount of violence. (laughs) Which is, again, very trauma. (laughs) Finally, clue number three, which should give you a little bit of a clue. The title of this movie is a word that is used often in horror movie titles and a piece of fishing tackle. Oh, shit. So wait, so is it just one word? No, it's two words. Is it? Oh, it's it is. A, it's okay. a common horror movie word, and uh, something you might use when you're fishing. I, I got a, I got a guess, but uh, Paul should go first. Fuck <laughs> that! You guess first. So I, I know what to fucking guess. I'm gonna embarrass myself over here. I'm over here like trauma, like uh, yeah, trauma, dude. Like I, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. I mean, I'm thinking like hook bait. Um. I'm like thinking, I'm trying to, I was literally trying to use the last clue to, to so see if I could with one of those words and put like a common horror thing in front of it. Oh, Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> the shitty version. <laughs> no, that that's, dude, I, that would be, this will be one I have to check out. I was, when you were listening, when you were explaining it, like my brain just started slowly unraveling as I was hearing you explain. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was trying to, like, I was going through like the horror movies. I know I was like, all right, it's not Jason. It's not I'm like 1986, 86. This is, a, this is a game of misdirection, Paul. Oh yeah. It's usually, it's a movie that no one's ever heard of. And we did a movie like fairly recently called like suburban Sasquatch that like no one's ever seen or heard of. Like, it's just, it's like weird shit like this or like, what was the one where there's like sharks in the cornfield, Marcus? Like there we did one like that. Recently. Oh, sharks of the corn. Yeah, sharks of the corn. One. Yeah, yeah. It was like one about sharks in the corn. <laughs> sharks in the corn is what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my guess. My guess is you said two words: toxic tackle box. Eh? Toxic tackle box. <laughs> That's not it. It's not it. It's okay. How about this? Let's think real quick. Toxic tackle box. Okay. So what happens is there's a guy who he's going to go fishing for the weekend, right? Fuck, man. There's something going on at the power plant. He gets called into work. He's got to go on because he's a manager. He's upper level, okay? And he's got bills to pay because he's got stuff going on at home and he's got a sick kid. So there's stuff happening in the background of this story. He goes into work, drives his truck right in, tackle boxes in the back. Oops explosion out he comes suddenly oh my god i've got superpowers but what else so does my tackle box now him and the tackle box go around town fighting crimes 
He's disfigured, so he can't go back to his family, but he stays in the shadows and supports them. At the end, he comes back with it, and his wife is like, I still love you. He's like, you can't be with me. And she's like, I still love you. And, and the kid's like, daddy, daddy. You know, a million dollars. I love it. Also, you know what? This, this movie... This movie's called Toxic, Toxic Tackle Box. That's what it is. After that description. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, the Toxic Tackle Box has to, uh, has to have a personality. Like, it's all right, buddy, even though your wife and kids don't like you anymore. Okay. You know what, Luke? That's why we pay you the big bucks. Because you know what you just did? You just created a second character called a sidekick. Hell and what yeah. we did is he takes his buddy with him. So his buddy waits in the car. But in the explosion, his buddy's body and mind and soul merge with the tackle box. Yes. Yes. So now, now like the tackle box has like part of his face on it. So it's like a little like it's almost like Cronenberg shit. Like it opens, it's got like teeth and shit. He's like, "Hey, look what you did to me, you fuck!" It's like talking. To his, I didn't mean to do this to you, but I need the I need that socket wrench. It's mine. Give me the fucking wrench. We gotta get out of here. You know, like they argue about stuff, and at the end they, you know. Hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. And also when he talks, like it opens up and a little shelf shoots out every time and like little pieces of like uh, uh, lure shoots out. It gets hooks everywhere. Yeah, it's it, not like a listen, problem. <laughs> like, but it, and it's again, Cronenberg, and you feel bad for the bad guys almost because yeah. the hooks are so nasty. But it's, it's like, so no, bad. they, they, yeah. like, you got to do like what good horror movies do, which is like when bad guys get it, they get it really bad. So right. like it's, it's gnarly, but you don't feel bad for them. It's hooks hooks in the worst places. If anybody's wondering what I've been drinking tonight, it is diet <laughs> green turbo tea. So I'm a little lit. Um, and it is the Lipton mixed tea right here. Awesome. Well, this movie is not Toxic Tackle Box, although I'm sure that movie would be better than this one. This one's actually called Blood Hook. Oh, shit. I like okay. it, man. Blood Hook. And you can it watch it on good. Amazon Prime or Tubi. It's out there. That's a real movie? So wait, did you... Did you catch the uh, IMDb rating on this bad boy, or, or, or no? It's like a it's like a four point three. Yeah, that's not terrible. Yeah. That's, that's doable. That's not watchable. terrible for trauma. Put it that it's way. Not, for trauma. Better than some comedy specials out there. <laughs> Better than Poultry but, Guy. But Paul, thank you, thank you so much for being on here. It was a blast to have you. Thanks, guys. Thank you for giving us your time and coming to join us and talk about movies in uh, Toxic Tackle Box. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, man. I appreciate you guys letting me uh, shoot the shit and blab with you guys. Um, anytime you guys feel like you want an extra person to come back, let me know. I hope I didn't give you too much shit to to edit through. No, absolutely. Yeah, Paul, thank you so much, man, for, for, for coming on. Awesome, man. It was awesome talking with you both. The Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Review to Death. Thank you for listening. Luke, tell us what's coming up next. We're coming up next. We're going to watch a joint Belgian and French production uh, called The Advent Calendar from 2021. It's a horror Christmas movie from overseas, obviously. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. Later, Gators. Story writers, kill your darlings, which is you've got to pretty much eliminate like the things you hold dear a lot, and then you've got to trim stuff out, just like you do if you have to trim stuff down from your show. You're going to listen to this, and you're going to say, Paul is giving us so much gold. How do we trim this down? <laughs> you're not. You're going to make five three-hour-long episodes, and we're just going to do this forever together, okay? The um, Paul Rothman interviews. That's right. Like, 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 it becomes a documentary later once I've gone insane. Um, <laughs>